Hello to everyone listening, and thanks for joining us on the Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast. My name's Jared, and I'm the head of education here at Startup School. Today is a very special episode because I'm actually sitting uh, via uh, Zoom because of the times that we're in uh, with another member of, of the Startup School team, and that's Jackie Kennedy. And Jackie is the lead business coach and subject matter expert on our newest course, Leadership for Entrepreneurs. Uh, she's also the lead business coach on our core course, the entrepreneurship course, the flagship course. So Jackie, thanks so much for, for being with us today and chatting. Of course, Jared. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having I'd, me on. I'd love you to join me because I, I want to talk about the important role of, of startup leaders and what it means to be a leader of a small new business. Um, so before we jump in though, why don't you just give us a little bit of a, a summary of know who you are what your professional background is tell us and, and and let us know why leadership in particular to entrepreneurship is so close to your heart sure all right so I think the short answer there would be uh, I believe that education entrepreneurship and leadership are the answer to individual and collective success in South Africa um, I'm deeply passionate about the interconnected, interconnectedness of all three. Um, and I think, interestingly enough, it's actually been a combination of my experience and my life to date um, that's got me here. So perhaps I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about my professional background and then speak a little bit more to how this passion has evolved. Um, but I, so I've been working in the field of individual and organizational development for more than 15 years. And at this point, I've spent over a thousand hours coaching individuals, leaders, entrepreneurs, and teams. And um, prior to starting my own businesses, every job I had from the moment I left university involves leading teams or managing. Um, it started off with small teams and those teams grew over from, you know, over time from job to job. Um, and this combined with my education in psychology, organizational psychology and neuroleadership coaching has deeply um, or has deepened my fascination with human behavior and the mind um, and what it really takes to lead teams and organizations. Um, and I've become deeply passionate about kind of what is foundational to success as an individual, as a leader, and a, as an entrepreneur or as a leader of an organization. And, and from all my experience, what I've actually realized over the years is that we can't really lead others until we learn to lead ourselves. Um, and, and that might sound like a bit of a wishy-washy thing for me to say, but, but you know, what I've realized is that somewhere along the line in the education system, we left out something really important, which was personal development or personal mastery. Um, and, and, and I feel that it's foundational, um, to success in, in to running a business, to being a leader, to managing other people, to leading self. And, and what I really mean about that in short is that, you know, as an individual, every one of us have a set of worldviews and those worldviews shape how we see the world, how we experience it um, and how we lead. And often we haven't spent the time to really uh, or we perhaps haven't had the opportunity or been taught or had the skills. Um, and it is a set of skills and it's about practice of awareness um, to unearth this. And, and for me, this is kind of 
is what's at the heart of good leadership. You know, we as leaders, we only rise to the level or our organizations only rise to the level of the leaders. And leaders have to look inwards in order, in order to be able to really truly successfully lead teams and organizations. So perhaps it's a little bit of a long way around and me explaining that perhaps my passion for education and entrepreneurship is really about developing the self. Because I feel like as we, as we level up and we become more and more uh, evolved as individuals, we begin to lead better teams and organizations and society in general. So ultimately my involvement in the startup school, startup school, the leadership course, and most recently my online learning and coaching program, the Lead Me Academy, is, is ultimately a way for me to connect the dots between education, entrepreneurship, and leadership. Um, that is a, that is practical and accept, accessible for all. And I truly believe, you know, this foundational level of education around entrepreneurship and leadership is the individual and organization's opportunity um, for success, especially in South Africa. Fantastic. And obviously, we're incredibly lucky to have you on the team. And it's it's a great pleasure to 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 see the work that you do and see its impact. And I know uh, that there are many of the startup school alumni who would, would strongly agree and, and have loved the experience that they've had with you and, and learning from you. Um, and it's not just because of your absolutely brilliant experience and knowledge and education in the space, but it's your enthusiasm for leadership and leadership development uh, for startups and small business owners that, that sets you apart. And uh, so the question then is, why do you think it's, so important for entrepreneurs to um, to be, you know, strong, fair, and inspiring leaders, as as you've spoken about. Mm. So, yeah, for me, the words entrepreneur and leader are synonymous. Um, as an entrepreneur, you know, you're a le- you are a leader both of your craft and of, of people. Um, and in the early days, especially when you have a small team and, and can't afford to pay big salaries, your ability to inspire others um, and to, to be able to bring them along with you, for, you know, for, to be able to communicate your vision, vision for what this organization is ultimately going to become, um, and your ability to get people to see that, to buy into it, and to be motivated to go on this journey with you um, is what is ultimately required to build an organization, right? Um, and, and that really requires commitment. Um, and often as, as much of us as, as we, like, we're all trying about this idea of, you know, work-life balance, the reality is that for an early stage startup, um, we often live, breathe and sleep it. Um, and, and along the way, there are no, enormous hurdles often. Um, and, the t- and the going really does get tough. And, and, you know, you've got to learn, iterate, change, keep going. It requires stamina, it requires commitment, and it requires clarity of vision. Um, and it can be really easy in the, or can be really hard, or should I say easy in the early days, to, to listen to the naysayers um, and ultimately kind of give up. And so, you know, to, to really, if you don't have a lot of resources and you're getting that boost strapping that business and you're in the early stages of the startup um, you need to be a strong and inspirational leader and you need to be fair because ultimately every individual one thing we know about all individuals is that they want you know they want to a purpose something to work towards and it's the leader's job to inspire and to communicate that purpose everybody wants to be treated equally um, fairly um, and it's the heart of respect 
um, you know, which is at the heart of bringing people along. And you need to be strong um, and able to, um, you know, steer the ship um, and to use a combination of these attributes to steer the ship. Um, yeah, and so I think, yeah, in a nutshell, I think those, you know, you need to be fair, strong and an inspirational leader to really bring people with you. Um, and we actually talk a lot about this particular element in the leadership program about how important that original, that beginning team is. Um, you know, those those founding team, those people that come with you, have they bought in? How, are they being treated fairly? Um, are they as passionate, as committed to getting this across the line? Can they see the big picture? Um, and and are they going to walk the line with you? Because the strength of that original team and your ability as a leader to bring them with you is going to set you apart um, and to get you through the tough times um, and across the line. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Now you, it stri strikes me um, when you know you talk about this this leader who's the the fair leader um, who's strong and inspirational. It, it's it's so stark. Um, it, obvious uh, when you say it but we we are facing quite an interesting time in the world where there is a bit of a crisis of leadership um, and I think we're not seeing um, the balance of those three things in all our leaders you know the fairness the strength and the inspiration I think um, I, I know, this is my opinion but I think we're seeing you know leaders who are sometimes just strong without being fair um, and it's mm interesting to see uh to see that you know particularly in a time uh, as we're in now with the pandemic and a global crisis where leadership yeah. is failing um so yeah it's really interesting yeah. what you're saying. Um, i think jared yeah maybe i can just come in on that on what you just said but i think you you're kind of hitting the nail there on the head and it's this idea of um it kind of comes back to what i said in the beginning you know leaders um it's you know, if they're only strong and not fair, example, you know, it really kind of creates, it comes back to self, right? It's that individual's work. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's a, a concept of called the stages of development or the levels of consciousness. And it's this idea of where leaders are in their levels of maturity. Um, and, and that's why I just keep coming back to the same thing, because if as individuals, we're not doing the work, you know, and I'm to, and that journey is never done. It's an ongoing process. And we're always starting to learn more and more new things about ourselves. But, you know, if you want to have an all rounded leader, that leader has to be constantly working on themselves, upgrading their own models and understanding of the world. And that means being able to see, you know, their, how they see the world, which is just one reality and being able to comprehend other realities. Mm. And, and being able to involve with what's really required in the world today. Yeah, yeah, that's no, brilliant. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's so wonderful and refreshing to hear that. And, and I think when we think about our entrepreneurs, who are are people who end up in in a position of leadership, um, and and they need to be good leaders, and and most of them want to be good leaders. But it isn't always easy. I mean, like, like you were saying, you know, it, it, it's quite a lot of work and it's ongoing. It never, it never stops. So, mm. you know, and entrepreneurs are also up against a particularly, you know, unique set of challenges. And I'm not going to say that it's any necessarily any worse now than it was prior to, to the, the world crisis or the pandemic that we're seeing now. But it certainly is, it's as challenging, if not more. Um, so, in fact, we recently conducted a, a focus group with, with some of our entrepreneurs, sort of local, and it became very clear that they, they really do have to deal with a huge amount of pressure every day. You know, the work-life balance you spoke about, 
multitasking and, and the stress to create an income are just, just a few of these, these challenges that are worth noting. What, what role do you think mindset can play in, in overcoming these, these fears or, or these challenges? Mm. Um, without sounding like a broken record, um, <laughs> I, I mean, for me, mindset is at the foundation of any successful leader or individual. Um, so much so that I, I, I really do believe that kind of everybody should have gone through psychology 101. Um, <laughs> and, I agree with you. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if I think about the program, our, our leadership program or the course that we're running, module one of the program is dedicated to learning to lead to lead self, which in essence is self-mastery. Um, and I think, you know, just to explore that for, for a second, um, the, you know, the mind is a tricky and interesting place. Um, you, you know, and I'm sure you're aware of this and our listeners are probably aware of this too, but you, your mind makes up stories, it fills in blanks, it connects dots um, that aren't there. <laughs> and in short, it can spiral in an upward or downward pattern if you allow it to. Um, and as a leader of a startup, you're most likely going to face countless hurdles. I mean, currently, sure, we, we're now facing unprecedented challenges, you know, but ultimately our, our how we respond to those challenges is what will be at the heart of our success. Um, and this response starts in your mind. You know, prior, prior to action is a thought and an emotional response. Um, and this is, this, and the, your awareness of this is key. You know, mm -hmm. the, and this is really what we call leading self. Um, this awareness of your patterns of thinking, feeling, and doing, all of which are habits. Um, the more aware you are of these, um, the, uh, sorry, the more aware of these um, you are, then the more you are able to notice, become aware, and to harness or redirect your response. So it's this idea of, you know, if you're going through, if you have a very difficult uh, situation, you might, if your mindset's not set up, if you're not aware, wherever you place your attention, your mind will go. So, you know, you can end up spiraling out over something. And as soon as your mind begins to spiral, then your ability to think clearly um, to make rational decisions, to be able to focus and get things done, it goes with it. So for me, the, you know, the individual's mindset is actually at the heart of this. I'm not saying that it's going to enable you to, you know, um, it's not going to change the situation, but you're going to be, you have the choice to change how you respond to the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and this is honestly what gets me really, really excited. Um, you know, you touched on mindset, you touched on stress, um, and, and the two things are linked. You know, with regards to stress, again, the, the mind has a big part to play in this. Um, we all have stressful events in our lives. We're going, the whole of society is going through a very stressful time right now, and, and that's not to be negated. Um, but largely, stress is, is actually a learned response. And most, most of the time, it's, it's held in the mind and the body. Um, and we can see this because we know that, you know, why do some people, why do we all experience stress differently? You know, why does one person respond to the same event um, or find one, this, let's say we have two individuals and one, uh, the same event, and the one individual is completely calm and the other one reacts um, completely differently, right? Um, and ultimately, it's how we perceive those events. Mm. So there's a lot that we can do with our mindset. Um, that can enable us not to change the event, but to change our experience of the event and then change the way that we respond or handle it. Um, 
yeah is is, is that no, I, I think maybe yeah no it's brilliant i mean uh, what's so so interesting there i mean I, just going back to what you said right at the beginning now um you know in terms of 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 what you're thinking about you know i remember my dad telling me when i was learning to drive um to he used to say you know focus on what you want to do right not on what you want to do wrong and what he meant was he wouldn't mm. he wouldn't say you know look out for the curb because <laughs> you would you would then end up moving towards the curb because that's what you were thinking about you know <laughs> it's a you know uh, focus on the middle of the road um it's just such a it's ridiculous but it does remind me of 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 how simple it is but how complicated it is as well yeah and i mean you you had to get me to laugh there but it is exactly that you know wherever you place your attention your mind will go um and i you've actually just took me back you just took me back to my uh, lessons my mom was actually very neurotic um, and so i just actually just going back there was a bit of an experience for me in this moment but she was more shouting don't hit the curb don't hit the curb and you can imagine what happened there um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jared, you know, I also, I must, I have to touch on this other point that you mentioned here because people are always saying it, I, I, you know, um, entrepreneurs, you said you, you know, you did the, uh, conducted a focus group and things like work-life balance and multitasking and, and managing stress. Um, you know, multitasking is a myth. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that so many people believe that they can do, you know, so many different things at once. And um, I mean, sure, we can do certain things at the same time, you know, like sometimes you've driven, you've driven from one side, you know, from one place to another, and you've wondered how you even got there, right? Yeah. Because it was so automated. Um, but ultimately, you know, we uh, multitasking when we do it, it actually splits our attention 50-50. And the one thing that, you know, you and I have actually just kind of hit home here is that the mind is all about attention wherever you place it. And as soon as you split your attention 50, 50, um, you're going to do something literally 50% as well as if you placed your attention on one thing at a time. Um, but yeah, I won't go into too much more detail about that just to say that in the program, and this is actually in the module two of the leadership course, we spend quite a bit of time um, looking at how to unleash your brain uh, mm -hmm. to improve productivity. And it's really exciting stuff because once you start to kind of find these tips and tricks um, and really fine tune it for yourself, um, yeah, it can be quite, it can be quite eye opening. And I know it was a section that a lot of the entrepreneurs really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I, it's something that really fascinates me as well. I, I have, and I keep um, referencing this, this book called deep work by Cole Newport, but I've recently been spending quite a lot of time thinking about how, much more important it is to to focus in on the thing that you are actually doing. Um, you know, you, there's this weird thing about, and I think our education, perhaps our traditional education practices, sort of have led us to to thinking we can do all sorts of things all at once, you know, simultaneously. And then also with technology, more and more layers of things are you know sitting in front of you and and occupying your mind. So you know you're your computer's open, but your phone's there and then there's the book and then there's the TV and then the, you know, and you kind of, you don't do anything well. Um, and, and mm -hmm. what I've been spending a bit of time and it's from, from listening to some of the work, you know, the stuff you've been teaching around doing one thing at a time, because you'll do that one thing really well. And that ultimately serves productivity because it's done properly. Mm. Yeah, and the, and the reality is that, you know, what you're talking about, and it's, it really is, I mean, we are faced with this 
the world of distractions right now. And if we allow them, they will jump up at us every two seconds. But every mm -hmm. time we get distracted, you know, it's that we are, it's called context switching. So as soon as I stop concentrating on what I'm doing right now and I go look at an email, then I get distracted by the email and the heading. And now I start thinking about, oh goodness, whatever that is. And now I've wasted X time. I have to come back to what I was doing. And just to try and get back into this requires energy. Um, and I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, well, this is the way of the world today. And, uh, and you know, but it just doesn't work. The mind just doesn't work like that. Well, um, and if you want to actually yeah, in his book, he, he makes it quite clear that what's going to differentiate the successful people moving forward from those that are not as successful is going to be the individuals who are able to focus in on one uh, mm. thing at a time that are able to declutter the noise um, and, and and ignore the distractions um, that's what mm. he says is going to be the the future of 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 success looks uh, like uh, you know as I say these people who are best able to to declutter mm. yeah and it's even that idea of also you know every time you jump over the all over the place that your mind's getting scattered and it's having an impact on your again on your emotional regulation or on your mm. nervous system you become a bit rattled you know um which further has a knock-on impact on the stress you're experiencing in your mind and your body and and that's a conversation for another day but hey. <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more and yeah anyway yeah cool. so so we've been talking quite a lot about mindsets but apart from that in your own experience, what are some of the practical skills or characteristics that an entrepreneur really, really needs to successfully lead their business? Mm. Okay, well, there's one area that I'm particularly fascinated by, so I have to touch on that at first, and then I'll go into a few other points. But um, have you ever heard of the saying, you are what you do every day? Um, yeah. And according yeah um and and what the, according to research forty percent of our daily activities are dictated by our habits um so by yeah it is incredible right um as you know the as humans we are by nature um you know by nature we we have we try and uh, make everything into a habit and automate it for ease of of survival basically it's it's hard grained in us um so at the individual level um you can think about your routines and daily ha habitual activities right but you can also think about habits at the team level or organizational level and that's more th starting to think about systems and processes um and so if we think that you know we we kind of are the sum of our our habits um, there's definitely there's a relationship between our identity and our behavior and this holds true for an organization too so when when we learn to design our habits we learn to design our lives and our businesses um, and, and and that's what I mean by this idea of kind of bridging this gap between the identity of the organization you know what are the worldviews the beliefs the values what is it the purpose what are the vision um, and the systems um, and processes that support that execution and I think that's that analysis at the individual level and at the organizational level um, is is critical for an organizational for an organization or an entrepreneur's success um yeah so it's really thinking about how these manifest manifest um because interestingly enough and again there's this there's a parallel between the individual and the organization what we what we know about human behavior for example is that um you know motivation is short-lived 
Um, motivation is, you know, will get you started. That's why so many people have goals and they have these huge visions and or every year, the New Year's, you know, we've all done it. Next year, I'm going to, I don't know, uh, you know, run this race and achieve this. And, and often these, they just, they fail, right? We, we don't end up achieving these goals. Um, and the reason being is that it's exactly that. It's our motivation that got us started. Um, but we didn't implement the right behaviors or habits or systems to ultimately get us there. Um, and so when we think about an organization or an individual success, we almost want to start thinking more about, well, what are the systems that or the habits or the routines that we need to get in place at the individual level so that we don't have to rely on motivation. It becomes habitual, it becomes automated for individual success. And what are the systems and processes that we need to get in place for organizational success? Um, is, that, is that making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, go for it. It's interesting, you know, the, the, the the systems thinking stuff. Um, and I was wondering, you know, if you could tell us a little bit more about, about how you think about systems as a leader. Mm, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> systems, I mean, we're the individuals, the system, the organizations, the system, yeah. the whole world's right in a system and it's all interrelated. And I think, um, I think I like to think of the one way I like to think about an organization is kind of what I just touched on now. This idea of um, if you're familiar with it's called the levels of perspective model and it's often used in systems thinking and also in psychology and behavioral design. Um, and basically the levels of perspective has at the foundation your vision, then it has your mental models. Um, so that would be your beliefs, your values, your assumptions, your worldviews, etc. Then the next layer up, you have your systems, processes, routines, and then you have your patterns and your events. And whenever I think about an individual or an organization, I think about this as, an, as a relationship, as a system, right? So mm -hmm. it's not a linear process. So if I've got a vision for what I want to achieve, then what are the mental models, the values, the beliefs that are supporting that? And how are they playing out at the system level? And then yeah. what patterns and events are they producing? And then knowing that they loop back. So, you know, it's a feedback loop. So if I make a change to a system, it's going to change a pattern or an event in my organization, or it's going to change something in my life. Um, did you want to say something there, Jared? No, no, I just think it's such a great tool in which to, to way of thinking so that when you are trying to interrogate your, your, you know, the leadership, um, or, or what's kind of going right or wrong with, with the decisions that you're mm. making, it's a really nice way of, of, of modeling out what's happening. Mm. Yeah, and you can really play an experiment with it. So, you know, which keeps in mind with this kind of lean thinking as well. You can say, you know, well, if I let's if I change this structure, this system in the organization, how does what patterns does it produce? Yes. But I think, you know, what's really interesting, interesting is when you take that levels of perspective model and then you, you, you kind of think about how, um, you know, at the, at the vision level, we're generative um, and at the other end of the scale, which at the end of events is reactive. Right. And a lot of organizations and a lot of individuals even are we, we're just operating so often in the reactive mode. And I think if we really want to level up both as individuals and organizations, we almost want to. You know, we want to move down that le that uh, level away from reactiveness into more generative or creative thinking, 
um, and also be to be looking at the relationship between the parts, you know, and the alignment between the parts, because where there is misalignment, you will see it. You know, if you have a belief, if you say one thing, but your system, like, let's say, for example, in an organization, you say that you are, you are, um, you know, you are, ad, you're not adverse to risk taking, but all your systems and processes are built in a way to restrict any form of risk taking, you yeah. know, then, then the, the whole, the whole system isn't actually in equilibrium, is it? Yeah. Um, and anyway, we, sorry, we're getting, we go into a lot of detail on that it's in module it's, it's four. So exciting. <laughs> uh, it's such an interesting, um, a really interesting topic and I, you know like you say we could talk about this for hours but let's let's talk specifically about the the newest course uh, that startup school uh, has on offer which is this leadership for entrepreneurs which you developed um, with with startup school and the first presentation of the course really got incredible reviews and you personally received some amazing reviews um, so firstly congratulations and, and and it's really it's really wonderful to to be able to um, see people's thinking uh, shift in a way that is that makes a difference to to the success of their leader leadership um, and particularly leading their their, their startups but um, for those listening who haven't actually heard all about the course yet let's maybe go through a little bit of what what we can expect from from a course like this Oh, and and Jared, before I go into that, can I just add one or two things from the just one last thing or two last things from the previous question? Yes. Um, you know, you asked some of the practical skills and characteristics that entrepreneurs need to success, successfully lead their businesses. And there was just kind of two, three more things I just very high level wanted to say there. Um, and that from my experience in life to date and running these, you know, working with entrepreneurs and running these programs is, is just kind of three things, you know, find the right people. Um, at the heart of this, you know, if you, in the beginning, maybe you've got to do it all alone, but eventually when you can start to build a strong team, you want to find the best people um, to take over the things that you are not good at. So it's like this idea of complementary skills and strengths so that yeah. you can build a really strong team. And it seems like it's such common knowledge, but yet so often you chat to entrepreneurs and they're like, you know, they're struggling because they don't have the right people in the right positions in the early days. Um, so I just, I wanted to mention that. And then just two other things that also seem like common knowledge, but yet again and again, keep coming up this idea of constantly building your network. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, you, you need to get out there. You need to be heard. You need to be known. You need to get, you know, you need to utilize that network um, and you need to be constantly building it. Um, and then the other point is just really around communication um, because, you know, ultimately it, it kind of comes back to that question around leadership. Um, what you know, strong, fair leaders, inspirational, what does it really take to be an entrepreneur? And at the heart of it is your, are your communication skills, whether it's internal, external, leading, um, marketing, promoting, you know, at the heart of it is really communication and I find it again and again in some of the consulting I do with organizations it always comes back to the same thing and it's a leader's ability to communicate effectively so I just wanted to add that in there. Oh, that's excellent I think what's what's fascinating about what you're saying or well, not fascinating what's a lot of people think that they can't learn that skill communication you know and, and mm. really that's that's not right it is something that can be worked on and improved um, and there are some very, very um, uh, solid techniques um, out there 
and working with a, with somebody like yourself uh, within an organization, there's huge value in, in improving your communication through a, a coach relationship. Is that right? Mm, definitely. And, you know, I'll, I'll just highlight one book around communication now. Um, it's called Quiet Leadership by a guy called David Rock. Um, and it's all about, it's, it's kind of based on a bit of neuroscience, but it really teaches you how to use communication to transform the type of conversations you have within your teams and within your organization. Um, and yeah, and a coach obviously is a, is key to that process, but that book will go a long way too. Brilliant. Quiet Leadership by David Rock. Great. Mm, mm, mm. Definitely, definitely going to go and have a look at that. Um, okay. So, so sorry, I jumped to your head there. So let's, let's go back though to that question I just asked, or, or, or let's, let's get some detail on, on this course. Cause I, as you, as we say, we can talk about this for hours and hours, but there's so much uh, to engage with. So, so tell us about the, the Leadership for Entrepreneurship course. We, I'm super excited about it, but I, I think our listeners need to hear more about it. Mm, sure. Okay. So um, there's four modules and module one is about personal mastery. So it's all about learning to lead self. And so we do a lot of looking at the mind, looking at uh, the neuroscience of the mind, uh, looking, uh, exploring the individual's emotional intelligence, their beliefs, um, really kind of setting the individual up to get the right tools and foundations to be continuously um, working on themselves um, and building that habit of, of personal ongoing development. Um, as we see that that's foundational, as I've mentioned many times in, in this interview, um, to the success of a leader or an entrepreneur. Then module two, we move more into looking at productivity for the team and for the individual. And that's again, we, we do look at a lot of the kind of neuroscience and, and brain science behind it. But we don't just think about looking at we look at it through the lens of habits um, and systems and and scale for the individual and the team and then in module three we start looking at building teams and so here we look at you know the kind of full recruitment process we look at um, building culture we look at uh, we look at it through the lens of going right from you know finding the right business partner partner to should you get a business partner etc to um, the starting of hiring and building a team and then all the way up to scale up um, and so that's all covered in module three and then module four um, is is kind of a culmination of the other modules and and it's all about systems thinking and strategic thinking and we've kind of well we have scaffolded each module up to module four and module four is quite a big one and we really tackle that at looking at how to solve um, problems in this complex world that we're living in today using systems thinking and overall the the leadership course is you know it's hyper practical it's application based uh, you you know you learn and then you apply there's opportunities to discuss um with other entrepreneurs which is fantastic there was huge you know there's a network of other like-minded or different should i say both and more um but an opportunity to learn and engage and then we also run some live sessions which is where we get to actively um talk about the application and how the entrepreneurs are finding the application of the course and and kind of look to embed the learning further and then each week um there's also the entrepreneurs receive feedback on their activities um 
yeah and i mean overall it's been very well received so i i, I feel strongly that you know anyone that gets the opportunity to take the leadership course is is going to walk away feeling like they they are ready to lead lead themselves and their business yeah well i mean i am biased but uh, i i totally agree with you and i think it's uh, i think it really is a is an outstanding course um and much needed um for for our entrepreneurs um in south africa but but more broadly and, and i think generally leadership um across across all uh, you know works of life or parts of 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 society can use much of this if not all of this thinking um so yeah and I, I think really well done jackie i'm very proud of 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 the course and and Really look forward to to seeing um, it go from strength to strength and, and many more people having the opportunity to take it. But thank yeah, you so much for your time, Jax. Um, I really, I, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know uh, that uh, we start the next presentation of, of the leadership course, Leadership for Entrepreneurs course on Monday. So um, you've got to uh, prepare for that and, and get some rest. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you and, and to, to everyone listening uh thanks for joining uh, um i'd love to hear from you it's always always great to to uh get a response uh, so please do do follow us on on facebook and on instagram uh look out for our, our our podcast as we release them i do know we haven't had one for a while because of uh of of the of the pandemic but we're back up and running and very excited to be recording um again using this uh, virtual uh, technology, which is super exciting. Um, so yeah, all the relevant links will be below. And uh, Jackie, I don't know if you want to say anything um, in the last uh, few few seconds to say goodbye. Mm, uh, just in short, thanks very much for the opportunity to chat about it. And yeah, I look forward to getting the opportunity to share, learn, and engage online with fellow leaders and entrepreneurs. Yeah, brilliant. All Thank the you. Best. So Thank you. And until Thanks next time. Much. That's the Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast. Um, and I'm Jared Kruger from Startup School. Until next time, cheers.